Well, hey, I am excited about today's message. Uh, this past Sunday, we started a series called Relation Tips, and uh, Pastor Randy kicked it off with part one. Did anyone, was anybody here last week? You hear last week's message? Uh, you know, I know Pastor Randy, after he preached that message, he realized there was more. Check. So they, you did the, the, the mic, my mic turned down right now? No? It did, it turned, okay, I gotta say it again. I thought he had like magic powers to silence me when I start talking about them, and so it scared me, but no, our pastors are here, Pastor Randy and Sheree, they're sitting right here, and uh, I know online you can't see them, but last week's message was absolutely incredible, and I am grateful that our pastor uh, started this series on relationships, and uh, before you tune me out, uh, just know this isn't just revolving around, you know, marriages or maybe your relationship with your kids, this is, this is, this, this is involving everything, this revolves around the relationship with your co-workers. If you're 16 years old with the students in your science class, I believe that this series is applicable for everybody. And relationships is not just a big deal to us. Relationship, it's a big deal to God. And uh, I know I was impacted greatly by last week's message, and I am excited about what we're going to be talking about today for the next uh, 10 minutes. That's all the time Pastor gave me. So, um, but I want to start by just reading our opening verse in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. This is actually the verse uh, that encompasses this entire series. This is what's motivated us to start this series. It says this in verse 5. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Uh, it's important that in our relationships, we don't just embrace our ideas, we embrace God's ideas. Because a lot of times, if we're honest, in relationships, our emotions get super involved and we, we can start making really bad decisions. So it's important that we always go back to God's Word, what God thinks about relationships, and we maneuver based on what He says. Because ultimately, we all want to have successful relationships. Uh, I'm excited about today, and I want to read this, this verse. It's really going to set the stage specifically for today's message, uh, and it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. It says this, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Um, when I was 18 years old, I made this uh, really significant decision for myself, and that was to surrender my life to God. I accepted Jesus in my heart. Uh, has anybody done that? I hope you have. If you haven't, I'm telling you, you are missing out. Uh, there, there's something significant about being connected to God, and that's accessible to everybody through what Jesus did for you. So I made this decision at a youth camp when I was 18, and I'm telling you, it was I, I was like on cloud nine. I was excited, and I was so excited of the timing of it because I got saved on a Thursday night, and, and the next day is obviously Friday, and I know on Fridays my friends like to party. So by the time the bus drops me off from camp, I'm I'm going to get there in time to go to the party of a lifetime. And I was excited about, about going to this party, not because I was going to participate in some of the things taking place, but because I was going to be a light to everybody. I was excited. I was like writing my little verses down on my hands like, 
uh, for God so loved the world. And I'm writing everything down. I'm excited. I'm thinking I'm going to go get everybody saved. I hope there's a swimming pool because I'm going to try to walk on water. I was excited. Like most people, when you first get saved, you feel like Jesus number two. Like I'm called to save the entire universe. And so uh, I, I go to this party and, and I, I'm, I'm excited again. I'm ready to be a light to everybody. And sure enough, there was plenty of lights in this house. Everyone was lit up out of their mind. Before you knew it, this light was lit up. And it was, I quickly realized in about 25 seconds that, that, that my, the company I'm around, regardless of my, my uh, intentions, it will absolutely affect me. Bad company corrupts good character. It doesn't matter how hard you try. It doesn't matter how good you think you are. If you stick around the wrong people long enough, it will begin to mess with your character. And when your character gets tainted, so does your destiny. I love how this verse puts it before it says that. It says, don't be misled. It wouldn't say that if being misled wasn't possible. I think a lot of times we believe we can go get around anybody we want and we're going to be a-okay. But don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Um, I know I was in a conversation with someone a while back, and we, we were talking a little bit about this, but they just didn't seem to believe me. They're like, no, like Jesus was around everybody. Jesus hung out with sinners. Jesus was doing this. Jesus was with them. Jesus was here. Jesus was there. And it's absolutely true. We are called to reach the people around us. But Jesus truly understood the difference between friends and acquaintances. And there's a significant difference between a friend and an acquaintance. Big difference. An acquaintance, they get my ear. I give them my ear. A friend, they get my heart. And, and, and one of the reasons why our relationships are so messy is you give acquaintance people friendship access. You give people your heart that you were never supposed to give your heart to. And Jesus understood this. Jesus understood if I'm going to be a success in the earth, I have to determine who is a friend and who is an acquaintance. It's funny because you can look at the life of Jesus, and he had 12 disciples. And he loved all 12 of them equally, but all 12 didn't have equal access to him. There was times where Jesus would go places, and he would only take three. Peter, James, in John. Even Jesus had to decide who was a friend and who was an acquaintance. If you are going to have a successful life, you're going to have to learn how to distinguish between the two. Why? Because bad company corrupts good character. If most of us would just draw the line between those two categories, our life would look so much better by next Thursday. Um, and so I really, I'm really hoping that we're going to see the difference today, uh, even as we jump into this Bible story that I'm about to read. This is a familiar story for many of us. It's out of the book of Jonah. And uh, I want to I read this today uh, as, as we uh, continue in today's message. Uh, we're not, we don't have a long time, but I believe we're going to learn some things in this story that are going to bring life to you, ultimately bring life to, to, to the purpose that God has for you. Why? Because relationships are a big, big deal. Uh, in Jonah chapter 1, 
I'm going to read a handful of verses, so just stick with me here. We're going to read this story, and then I'm just going to pull two things out of this story that I believe can help us as we make decisions with who we're going to entrust our heart uh, with. It says this, the Lord gave this message to Jonah, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I've seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and he went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa where, the, where, they, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. So you got Jonah. God speaks to him. He's like, Jonah, I need you to go here. Jonah's like, nope, I'm going this way. He's heading this way. And at the right place, at the right time, there's a boat that's actually leaving to where he needs to get to. Can I tell you something? The devil is an opportunist. He knows how to provide opportunities for you to get you off course. Not every opportunity that's presented to you is a God opportunity. That's just a different message. But verse four, but the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help, and they threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. Then the crew, they cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. Pretty much, they're like playing a game of spin the bottle. Whoever the bottle lands on, we don't kiss. That's actually the reason for the storm. So they cast these lots. And, and, and as they cast these lots, some of you just had a flashback of the first time you played spin the bottle. That, yeah, we, we won't go there. So they, they cast the lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Why has this awful storm come down on us, they demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? These are the questions they're asking Jonah. Jonah answered, he said, I'm a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Instead, the sailors rowed even harder to get the ship to land, but the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. The sailors, they picked up Jonah, and they threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. There's just a couple of things. I know there was a lot that we read there. But there's a couple of things that I think we need to pull from this story that can help us today. Number one is this. Wrong relationships will cost you. Wrong relationships will cost you. In verse 5, it said, They're feared for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods. And then they started to throw their cargo overboard to lighten their ship. Bringing Jonah on their boat cost them something valuable. And when you bring wrong relationships into your life, it will cost you. It'll cost you your time. It'll cost you your resources. It'll cost you your good relationships. It'll cost you your children. For a lot of us, we, we can clearly pinpoint a moment where we lost something because of who we allowed on our boat. Wrong relationships will absolutely cost you. When I think about the course of my life, there's a lot that I've gained and there's a lot that I've lost. And when I look at most of the times I lost something, it was always because I was connected to the wrong person. 
Bringing Jonah on the boat cost them the things that they should never have lost. Sometimes, you know, there's things that we've lost, and it's not so much because God had a different plan. It's just because you brought the wrong people on your boat. And the wrong relationships, again, can cost you. But you know what's funny? Is most of us, we're, we're not, like, we're pretty smart. Most of us, if we're honest, when that relationship shows up, deep down in your heart, you know it's going to cost you at some point. But you're mesmerized. Like, you know, like, yeah, this is probably not the person I should let on my boat. And it's going to cost us, but we do it anyways. One of the reasons why I think we do it is because a lot of times, those kinds of people, they meet an immediate need that you have in your life. And that need is so real to you, you'll deal with the potential of losing things in the future just to have your need met. But your life is not intended to be governed by your needs, to be led by your needs. You have to be very aware of who you're allowing on your boat. I know, but I need a man. I've been so lonely. So you let the wrong people on your boat. It'll cost you. I know, but but I really need to hire this person because I don't have someone to fill the slot. I understand that you have a need, but you also have a God that can supply every single need that you'll have. And when God supplies it, it won't cost you a thing. Wrong relationships will absolutely cost you. Don't allow, don't allow the need to silence the Spirit of God on the inside of you. You know it. Before you let them on the boat, you knew it would cost you. You knew it would cost you. Don't be led by need. Be led by the Spirit of God on the inside of you. The wrong relationships will cost you. It costs the sailors, and it'll cost every single one of us. The second thing I want to pull from this story that I think can help us today as we're identifying, you know, who the right relationships are, Something in the story that I think is valid is this, is that the details, the details are important. The details are important. This will make sense to you in just a moment. In verse 8, it says, why has this awful storm come down? This is when they start trying to figure out why everything is happening. Why is this awful storm, uh, why has this awful storm come down on us, they demanded. Now they're looking at Jonah. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? What are they trying to get? They're trying to get the details. But a lot of times we let people on our boat without first getting the details. These people should have been asking the questions to Jonah before they ever let him on the boat. And a lot of times we let people into this place where they have our heart and we get no details from them. Why are the details important? Can I tell you something? Pastor Randy last week, he said this, that you are one relationship away from your destiny. God is going to use a relationship to catapult your life to another level. But on the flip side, can I tell you, you're one hell influence a relationship away from your worst days. The devil will also use relationships to pull you off course. The same way God can send the right one in, you better believe the devil's going to send the wrong one in. This is why it's important to get the details before you let them in on your boat. Because the question I'm asking is, who sent you? Before I'm mesmerized by how you look, who sent you? Before I'm mesmerized for what you can do for me, who sent you? Because my destiny is on the line. I only have one life to live, and I cannot afford to lose any more time. Who sent you? These sailors should have been asking this question way before Jonah ever stepped foot on that boat. Who sent you? 
Have you got the details from the people you're letting in? Who sent you? Who sent you? You know what I've learned in my life is most people won't even tell you who sent them because they don't even know. Half the time they're deceived. They don't know they're on a mission to bring destruction. They're just being led by their emotions. God, give them some grace. But listen, you, you got to understand, no one's going to sit there and tell you who sent them because, again, they probably don't even know. But one of the things that has helped me in a practical way to determine who sent them, I just look at how they left the last place they came from. Sometimes all you have to do is look at how they left the last relationship. Because this is what I know about God. God, he is a God of order. He's a God of order. So if you left the last place out of order, ah, I don't care how spiritual your story sounds, God did not send you. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't take rocket science to figure this out. Let me just get some details. Why? Because the details absolutely matter. You might be a business owner here. You might have started something from scratch. Can I tell you, God wants to blow your business up, but can I tell you who wants to bring it down? The devil. So when you get their resume, I wouldn't be calling their reference because the people they want to refer them are people that believe their story. Sometimes you got to get the details and go and call their boss before you bring them in because I can care less what your references say. I want to know what your ex-girlfriend thinks about you. you. You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of us, this is the thing, a lot of us, we're too scared to get the details because they meet that need. I don't really want to know the truth, but the truth will save your life. The details matter. The details matter. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're out there watching. You happen to be a pastor of a church. Can I tell you something? It might be beneficial to call the church that they came from before you hire them. I'm just saying, because if they couldn't, uh, if they could not submit to the authority that they could not, that they could see, best believe they're not going to submit to the one that they can't see. These things absolutely matter. That's a stinger for some people, but I'm just saying, I got to get the details. Why? Because my destiny is on the line. My destiny is on the line. Who sent you? We got some homework ahead of us. I'm not saying to look at everybody like they're bad. No, because if you're not for me, you're just going to be an acquaintance. I'm going to give you my ear. But those that God has sent, I'm going to pour my heart out in those relationships. Bad company corrupts good character. If your character is corrupted, your destiny will be corrupted. Your destiny will be corrupted. Wrong relationships, they will absolutely cost you. Don't be led by your need. It's going to cost you significantly if you keep bringing the wrong people on to your boat. Lastly, the details, they absolutely matter. I want to close off with this verse in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. It says this, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. You know, in this place today, um, I know there's people that when you hear even this idea of relationships, it stings you. And it's painful because there were people that were called to be your friend that absolutely abused your heart. And um, if someone wants to come and help me, I'm going to wrap up. 
Um, it's, it's, it, uh, this, is, this is the danger to that, though, is as much as your guard is absolutely, um, it, it makes sense, it's justifiable, everything that God is going to do in your life is still going to come in the form of a relationship. It's, he's st- he's, God is realistically not going to leave heaven, come and hold your hand and have a conversation. He's going to use someone, someone out there to help you get to where you need to get to. Last week, Pastor Randy talked about three kinds of relationships. And he talked about this one guy by the name of Samuel. And Samuel had this ability to see potential in people. He went and he found this young man by the name of David, and everyone just seems some ordinary guy, but Samuel seen a king. If you are guarded off to relationships, you may miss out on the Samuels that are trying to pull the king out of you. And, and my greatest concern is that the pain would keep you isolated from ever opening back up again. By no means do I want to diminish the pain that you feel. For some of you, you have probably have had a horrible experience with church. So anytime someone gets up on this platform, you are just reminded of the pain that someone else brought you. Can I tell you, God could be trying to bring a Samuel into your path to move you forward. I believe with my heart today that there is healing available for you today. That there would be a grace for you to release the pain, but not just to release the pain, to release the person. I know this may seem scary for a lot of you to let things go, to release people, but until you release them, the healing won't come. But when that healing comes, I'm telling you, things will begin to change. All of a sudden, you'll be open to the idea of the positive relationships coming in, and you'll see your life start to move forward. God does not want you to remain stuck. God is bringing a Samuel to your life, and it may be in the most practical way. You know, for for some of us in this place, for God to bring the right relationships to your life, you have to get out of the environment that you're in. You're going to have to be willing to take the uncomfortable step uh, what, what does that look like? That may look like coming to church consistently because you might end up meeting someone here that God sent to be your Samuel. This might be like joining one of these small groups where you meet someone in that group that God called to be your Samuel. This might be like joining the dream team and you thought you were just going to help park cars, but you actually met your, your Samuel in the parking lot. You want those God relationships, but you may have to leave your environment to find them. I'll never forget the story of, of, of Saul when he was, uh, when it was Paul, before he was Paul, he was Saul. He's blind. He's on the road to Damascus, and God had this guy by the name of Ananias. It's Ananias, right, Pastor? Yeah, you said yes. Yeah. So his Ananias, and Ananias, God has talked to him and said, yo, Ananias, this guy Paul's going to show up. You're going to lay, he's blind, so you're going to pray for him. He'll be healed, and he's going to do great things. Ananias was kind of freaked out. Paul knew, or Saul, he knew he needed Ananias, but Ananias was not on the road to Damascus. Ananias was somewhere else. Paul had to leave his environment to find his Ananias. Some of you, God has a God relationship waiting for you, but you're going to have to take a step out of your place of comfort into your next step and watch God blow your mind. Back to people that need healing today from hurt. God heals the brokenhearted and he binds up those wounds. 
God heals the brokenhearted and he binds up those wounds. I want to pray for those out there whose hearts are broken. You need healing and God desires to bring healing. Why? Because he has a relationship down the road that is going to change everything for your destiny. Let's pray. God, right now, we thank you for your goodness. And God, in this moment, we know that we're not the healer. You are. And God, I know there's people that are in this moment that have been dealing with the pain from relationships for a very long time. But you are the healer. And God, I'm just asking you right now, even as we take the step with everything in us to release those that have hurt us, even by faith, we may not even feel it, but by faith, we just say we release them. God, would you bring healing to hearts? Would you bring healing to hearts? God, would you mend and, 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 and heal those wounds? God, as you do, I pray that you would begin to send the right relationships on our path, that you would send the right people at just the right time. God, grant us the discernment and wisdom to make the right decisions when they show up. Help us to see who's sent by you and who's not sent by you. Give us wisdom. God, I pray over moms and dads, even as their kids are developing relationships with friends, God, grant parents wisdom on who they should permit to be the friend of their kid and who they should not. Grant them wisdom. Give them the words to speak to their children so they don't sound crazy, but give them the right words to speak to their children. Wisdom in, in all relationships. God, for marriages, would you just grant us wisdom in this moment to be better to our spouse? Grant, God, we don't know. Could you grant us some, some wisdom? God, help us in our day-to-day -day relationships, those at work, those at school. We know schools are shut down, but they'll open back up. When they do, help us in those relationships, God. God, we thank you for being faithful and being just. Tavo, I'm going to have you sing something just for a few seconds, man, and uh, we're just going to see where we go from here. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Is you are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. So we believe it, way maker, miracle worker. Keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Yes, we believe it, we declare it. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light right where you're at, in the darkness, our feet this morning. If you're at home, you can jump in with us.
eyes and bow your head just one more time. And before we, we leave this place today, we want to give people an opportunity uh, to get connected to God. I know that may sound crazy to some. It's a God I can't see, but God is real. God is alive, and God absolutely loves you. And the only way any of us can connect to God, it's, it's not by what we do. It's by receiving what Jesus did for you. Can I tell you something? God knew you couldn't perform well enough to be connected to him, so Jesus came and performed well enough so you could be connected to God. On your worst day, you're good enough. On your best day, you're good enough. And all you have to do in this moment is put your confidence and trust in what Jesus did for you. The Bible says this, all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's in your brokenness with no idea how you're going to get out that you're going to cry out to God and say, God, I need you. God, I surrender my life to you. We're going to pray a prayer no matter where you're at. And I'm going to ask you, as we invite God into our life, I'm going to ask you, those that have already made that decision in support of those making it, would you repeat this after me? Say this, say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for being my sacrifice. Today I call you my Lord and I make you my Savior. I thank you that my life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, those of you that are- Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 